Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. It is a beautiful day here. I'm riding on a Friday high, and I had an amazing dream that me and Brett Eldridge were lovers. So it's just a good day for me. You guys were simpatico, erotico, hypnotico. How's the chorus of that song? You're my erotico. How does the chorus of that song go? That's like it. No. Are you talking about um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Nope. I'm oh. talking about bad, bad Teacher, period nine. Oh, okay. Confusing. I thought you were inside of you, inside of you. How I long to be, is it wrong to be inside of you? That's a beautiful ballad. Sickening. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Um, I feel extra smiley today because my teeth sort of hurt because I wore my night cards for the first time last night. Just nerd like alert, nerd alert, work, nerd alert. Working on myself. Yeah, of course, from the inside out. Um, my teeth are super crooked. That's a fun fact about me. And with every passing day, they become more crooked. Only your bottom teeth. Yeah. And so I had this conversation with my dentist about do I want to fix them? And I actually like think they're kind of cool crooked. Quirky. But they're getting like rapidly more crooked. So now I have night cards so that... The way that they look today, they will not become more crooked than this. Yeah. So that's exciting. But they were super tight. Yeah, painful. And if you like, if you are not diligent and you like let a few weeks go by, when you put it in, it really hurts. Yeah, but that was like what it felt like last night because yeah. it was my first time. But I'm, I'm looking forward to bettering my um, oral health. Oral health is so important. Yeah. So important. So important. We have a fabulous show for you guys today. Fast Five Southern Charm finale was last night, and it was a weird episode. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about, and I look forward to talking about it. I also look forward to the fact that today's Friday. It's just like, I woke up this morning so, so tired. Yeah, of course. And just... Is there any other way to wake up? No, but like, I don't know, recently, especially with Bruno, sometimes I wake up due to things going on around me and and it's not a bad way to go, but it was just like all of a sudden it was nine o'clock and I had to get my ass up. Um, But just knowing that tomorrow I'll be able to sleep in is such a beautiful thing. Plus, I'm hosting Shabbat at my apartment tonight. Yes. Uh, First time at my new apartment and I'm like so excited, nervous. It's such a tough crowd and like, I just just really want to hit it out of the park and I'm also filming a vlog for our Patreon about my first time hosting. Like I'm really inspired by um, Barefoot Contessa to like make some content around hosting. That's really smart. And the vlog is going really well so far. I've already set up my table. Um, I'm doing all the food prep today. 
and serving and, and the whole thing today. Um, but I'm really excited about it. So head over to patreon.com slash morning toast because that will be up probably this weekend. Some good weekend content viewing. Your third episode of the month. Hope you enjoyed the first two. First two was general Q&A, answering all of the questions that you guys have about us, miscellaneous questions. And they were really fun. I hope you guys got a, a, a taste of us. Um, so earlier in the week, we talked a little bit about Morgan Wallen's album. And I said I just had not found the time to really... You had not made the time. Sure. To just give it my all. And I don't want to do it half-assed. But I've now been... I'm going on day three of just like exclusively listening to it. And wow. Yeah. Masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Sickening. Beautiful. Sand in my boots. What's your favorite song? What are your standouts so far? It's hard because there's so, so many, many songs. But like... But when- I love that song like Red... Redneck, red, red lights, letters, red, red beer. Red, redneck, red letters, red dirt. Red letters, yes. Yeah. Um, let me pull up my Spotify. Obviously, Sand in My Boots is like so beautifully, sickeningly stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, love that so much. Uh, 865 is good. Okay. Um, it's just so hard. Like I literally, oh, and I love the songs on there that I already knew, like Seven Summers, which I'm obsessed with and more than my hometown. Um, yes. Red, next red letters, red beer. None of these are like sounding like things I remember. My favorite two are Outlaw. Okay. It's, oh, is that with that guy, Ben? Yeah. Yes. Agreed. So good. And wondering about the wind. I'm not there yet. I, I'm not like. I just, the way that I do it is like I put it on and I listen to it. I don't really like pay attention to the song right. but sometimes I'm like oh well, this is really good and then I add it to my liked and you look up like oh this is the song yeah and then I'll notice that it will happen a lot with the same song oh and that's like, how you know it's a good song and that's how you know but a 30 out al- 30 song how album how does she know that was good that's good right I'm a so 30, excited for Enchanted too a 30 song <laughs> album is really hard to digest no, but like we need more 30 song albums. I agree. More Petition works of art. for more. Speaking of music, we have some music news today because the Olivia Rodrigo, Joshua Bassett, Sabrina Carpenter trifecta has officially completed because now we have a song from Sabrina Carpenter and I have a lot to say about it. I have a lot to say. That is our top story of the day. And so if you would like, we can just get right into sure. the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> You know what? I'm not in the mood to like do a skit. Okay. It's so today's episode I is brought to you by Proactive. <laughs> Get that clear skin feeling. Proactive acne treatment systems have clinically proven ingredients to clear skin, and their dermatologist tested to be gentle. There's a Proactive for you. Dermatologist tested Proactive has three different acne fighting systems designed for your skin type. I feel like for as long as I know, Proactive has just been like the answer to acne. I remember it's like, like pimple s- Proactive. Yeah, and like since we were kids, like I knew a lot of kids growing up who used it, and now it's like everyone. It's just the go-to system. It's so it's proven because pimples do not happen overnight. Acne always seems to appear out of nowhere. Like, I don't know, the night before your you know, show at the Beacon or the night before your birthday party, always. But it can actually be weeks in the making before it shows up on your skin. From stubborn breakouts to occasional pimples, Proactive has you covered. Life is stressful right now, so I think adult acne is on the rise. Especially with maskne. Yes. Proactive com- combines gentle skincare paired with clinically proven acne-fighting ingredients to treat your skin. You can find the right proactive system for you from their three different systems designed for your skin type. The first is the proactive solution, which is the original system suitable for all skin types. Proactive Plus is for sensitive skin types, and Proactive MD is their prescription strength system for stubborn breakouts. It's the first combination therapy system that started as a skincare revolution. Um, I just feel like I am drawn to proactive because there's proof in how long they've been around and like how how much it's worked for so many people. Um, 
and skin is so unpredictable so you got to trust the experts at proactive mm-hmm. right now is a great time to try proactive for our podcast listeners you can get a special limited time offer by going to proactive.com slash toast subscribe today and you will receive proactive's hydrating duo as a free gift that includes four hydrogel masks and the green tea moisturizer best of all you get free shipping that, that is a lot like of free stuff a sensational deal yes that's four hydrogel masks and the green tea moisturizer plus free shipping. But you got to go to proactive.com slash toast. If something has green tea in it, it's the, it's the thing for you. That is 100% true. Inside you, and outside. Did you lie? No. no. Proactive, P-R-O-A-C-T-I-V.com slash toast to take advantage of this special offer. That's proactive.com slash toast and subscribe to Consistently Clear Skin. Sign on. Get clear skin. First story. Yeah. Girlwithnojob.com slash boo. No, no, I wasn't going to promote. I just wanted everyone to see like the sickening um, like cover. I don't know if they've seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, you could go. I'm just. Really? I feel like this, this one needs all of your attention. There are some later stories yeah, yeah, yeah. where you can promote, You're promote right. and story. And you guys, I promise this is the second to last show. Well, I'll still be promoting really heavily next week, but second to last show where like I can promote something that you guys can't have in your hands. Starting Tuesday, it'll be less frustrating because you'll be able to have my we book could do like a available re- at girlwithnojob.com slash book in your hands. We could do like a read along. Everyone yeah. open to page 50 in your textbook. Yeah. And like the morning toasts will just be silent because it'll be an hour of time that you should dedicate to reading my book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you just hear people's breathing. Yeah. Okay. First story, you guys. This is what the kids are up to. Sabrina Carpenter addresses Olivia Rodrigo drama on new song Skin. Okay. Like, I feel like for like half the population, like everyone knows exactly what that means. And the other half, it's like, who are these people? I'm so, so glad you said that. So just a quick refresher. We've been speaking about it the last two weeks. Olivia Rodrigo, star of High School Musical, the musical, the series, was dating her co-star, Joshua Bassett. But it was they never were, like, really dating. confirmed. They like had a thing, but she was also underage, so they were never super public about it. But, but it was like they were going to wait for each other. Yes. Um, at some point before their big coming out happened, they broke up, and he started dating Sabrina Carpenter, who is also a Disney Channel star, who is older than Olivia, and she's really, honestly, everything of the sort. Like, you guys might know her from Tall Girl. She plays the sister. That's she's the also sh- the star of, one of the stars of Girl Meets World. Yeah, but like... For the people audience, who don't know yeah. anything about this yet, the, you've probably seen her in Tall Girl. And I think, was she also in Dumplin'? I think so. Yeah, she has like a Netflix contract, obviously. Yeah, yeah. She's really, she's really quite a star. And she's so, like, she's a great singer. She's like, it's the, the worst type of girl, like, for you to hate, like, if you're Olivia Rodrigo, because Sabrina Carpenter is, like, multi-talented and so sweet. We've actually met her. She's, like, such a nice girl. Right. So, it's tough. So Olivia Rodrigo, like, she's a singer-songwriter. She put out a song called Driver's License that was all about her breakup with Joshua and how he's moved on with Sabrina Carpenter. There was one line about Sabrina Carpenter. That she's, like, the older girl. Yeah, no, you're probably about- with that blonde girl who always made me doubt she's so much older than me. Yeah. Yeah. She's so, everything I'm insecure about. That song came out and it broke every single streaming record of all time. It happens to be an incredible song. Ballad. And so now the three people involved are doing their part to tell their side of the story. Joshua Bassett put out a song a week later that was actually pretty decent. Um, but after further investigation, I came to the conclusion that the Joshua Bassett song like isn't really about the driver's license saga because there's a post on his Instagram from two years ago of him like in his room on the piano like playing that song so like, he obviously wrote it a really long time ago okay. um, but I think he definitely released it now because to ride the coattails of Olivia's success yeah he probably looked through all the songs he's written in the past which one applies to the situation done he had to release something because this is like this is a record-breaking 
song in the music industry not just for Disney but like for literally right. anyone and I don't know how many I'm sure there were people on the edge of their seats wondering what he had to say but I also think it was like an opportunity for him to get his music out there and like look we're talking about it on the morning toast we're 10 years older than this man yeah like, it is it worked a big opportunity now Sabrina Carpenter has put out a song called skin sort of sharing her side of, it is very clearly about this it's saga. very clearly so I'm gonna read some of the lyrics mm-hmm. Starts out, maybe we could have been friends if I met you in another life. Maybe then we could pretend there's no gravity in the words we write. Maybe you didn't mean it. Maybe blonde was the only rhyme. The only rhyme. She said, want my heart to be break. I'll just read all the lyrics. Read all of it, yeah. Want my heart to be breaking, breaking, no. I'm happy and you hate it, hate it, oh. And I'm not asking you to let it go, but you've been telling your side, so I'll be telling mine. You can try to get under my skin, under my skin, under my skin, while he's on mine. Oof. Yeah, all on my, all on my skin. Oof. I wish you knew that even you can't get under my skin if I don't let you in. Sounds like she got under her skin, though. It does. Honestly, the song, another one, is, it's just so good. Like, I think she, all of her music is really good, but I was listening to the song and considering she turned this around in two weeks. Yeah. Joshua Bassett probably didn't, but like the production, the vocals, the lyrics are there. I don't think there's anything mean. I feel like this song is so like, you know, uh, nice, honestly. Like maybe what? We, like, yeah, we could have been friends. Like she's not slamming her. Oh, I totally And I feel like disagree. this is so like of this era where it's like, let's all be friends instead of back in the day when it was like, Taylor Swift wrote that song about, about Camilla Bell. Bell, you know? Jackie, yeah, like, yeah, but you're you're so wrong. The song is so mean. What? Because you wonder why the entire song is about Olivia. Whereas Olivia's entire song was about the guy. There was one line about Sabrina Carpenter, but the whole thing was about, like, how heartbroken she is over the guy. Whereas, like, Sabrina's song isn't about how happy she is with Joshua Bassett. It's all, you're not going to get under my skin. Like, it's all about Olivia Rodrigo. I actually, like, first of all, I think Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett, while I understand that they their teams probably thought it was beneficial for them to release songs like off the success of Olivia of driver's license and they'll never be driver's license, but they will be more successful songs than they would have been otherwise. But it does seem really losery to me. Like a, like driver's license is so big. So number one, like stop. Oh, I disagree. I feel like even though her initial song wasn't so much about Sabrina Carpenter, I don't think Sabrina Carpenter can log on to Instagram and see anything other than commentary about driver's license, pitting her against Olivia, blah, blah, blah. And so I think that even this lyric, she says, you're telling it how you see it, like truth is whatever you decide. Some people will believe it and some will read between the lines. Like she's saying, you know, that's your story and this is mine. She's not saying you're a liar. This didn't happen. I just think this is as kind as a dish track can be you know I feel and like I think the overall message of like you know if it had gone differently maybe we could have been friends okay she said that one time in the beginning like I but she she led with that line I don't know and, and I think that actually I totally is really true. disagree I feel like these girls could be friends I totally disagree I think like to make a whole song about Olivia when Olivia did not make a whole song about you and yes the world interpreted it found out it was you and is blowing up your Instagram that is not Olivia's fault no, but she's not saying anything mean about Olivia. It just seems she so is, petty she, she to like make a whole song about stuff. a girl younger than you. It's petty. This is this whole thing is petty. Why? No, I don't think it's petty. For Starting a, from the beginning, like for Olivia way, to have written a song about her breakup. That's what people do. They write songs about love, about breakups. Right, and she's writing a song about what she's experiencing and being like the talk of the town. I just think it's petty, and I think that like to make the whole thing about Olivia is kind of losery. I don't think the whole thing is about her. The whole song is about Olivia, like 100%. I think that this is as classy a route as she could have taken. I think a classy route would just have been, like, to write a song about her new relationship, not, like, the girl that your boyfriend used to date. That's petty. 
I don't think it's petty. Like, I, I think that everyone wants a, her side of the story, and I don't think there's anything wrong with what she said. Oh, I, um, I don't know if other people do, but, like, I was not interested in her side of the story. Like, we stand Olivia Rodrigo in I'm this house. I'm interested in her side of the story in terms of, like, how do you feel about the last two weeks? Like, you just had a seemingly, bl- like, blah relationship with this guy from Disney Channel, and yeah. all of a sudden it's, like, front page news because someone's feelings got hurt. Like, how do you feel about that part? And I feel like that's exactly what she said. She's saying it's not going to get under her skin. So I then why like, write a song about it? I feel like I got what I wanted to know from Sabrina. I think she's doing well. And also, like, I mean, if this were me and I were her and, like, I was dating this, like, younger guy from Disney and he I dragged would be me like, into this mess, I would goodbye. be like, goodbye. Goodbye. Good day, sir. I could not agree more. Like, Sabrina Carpenter is, like, 21, right? I don't know. I think Joshua Bassett is 18 and I think Olivia Rodrigo is 17. And honestly... I completely agree. If I was dating this guy, no matter how much I liked him, and, like, I was into this, like, teenage mess, goodbye, boy. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. I just, I'm not a fan of the song. I'm not a fan of Sabrina or Joshua. I stand Olivia Rodrigo in this house. You're not a fan of Sabrina? Not in this instance, but I actually really like Sabrina Carpenter. I think that, like, your feelings about someone, given everything that she's done up until this point in her life, like, should translate into the situation. No, I'm treating this incident as an isolated incident. This is a love triangle. And honestly, at the end of the day... I don't really feel like anyone did anything wrong. Like, that's how I feel too. You're allowed to break up with someone and you're allowed to date someone else. That's not illegal. It's not a crime. But feelings are feelings. So it's like, of course, I'm going to empathize with the girl who got left behind. Yeah. You know? Because in a lot of ways, I am her. Oh my God. I don't think you've <laughs> ever had less in common with a person. No, I know. Because like, she's talented and I'm not. Um, but I'm happy for her. Know that you are. Yeah, I feel like honestly she would have chosen, you know, the success of her song over a life with Joshua Bassett any day. A hundred percent. And if she wouldn't, like... Then she's not the girl I thought she was. (laughs) Okay. Speaking of more messy relationships, The Bachelorette's Dale Moss has been accused of cheating on Claire Crawley throughout their entire engagement. Yes. E! News broke yesterday that apparently he had... was seeing someone else, like, the entire time they were together. Um, And now they have released who she is, and she's a real estate agent in New York. Um, she uh, apparently Claire like knew who she was and was like skeptical the entire time. And Dale just this kept is saying, a Sabrina Carpenter, Olivia Rodrigo, Joshua Bassett like situation. Dale just kept saying like they were work contacts, whatever. But like he was nothing of the sort. He was fucking around. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's I mean it's all bad. But I feel like before this just news just broke, I thought he was sort of like going out, meeting someone, like not really acting like he had a fiance back at home. Yeah. But the fact that it seems as though he had, like, a whole other girlfriend. Committed relationship. Yeah. Is not good. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I just feel like he wasn't showing up, you know? And that's that's tough. Or, or he was showing up for too many people. Yeah. Or no, he was... He, yeah, exactly. Like, this is, this is just devastating. You know, I was really hoping he would show up. Yeah. I feel really bad for Claire, like, even more so now that, like, yeah. this is really the absolute worst case scenario this man was lying to the entire time. And I just really... In, in order to seek out any sort of justice for Claire, mm-hmm. I really don't want to see Dale in paradise. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yes, I do feel really, really bad for Claire because not only was she so wrong, did she scramble such an opportunity, but on like the most public of stages, the most public of forums, and like now everyone's like, Claire, like this is why you're we saying told you so. Like, shut up. Like, of no, course. I don't feel I don't get any pleasure in saying we told you so right no. now. Of course, because, like, you think Claire wants to be single? Like, she tried her best. Leave her alone. Yeah. Even though, like, would I have done it that way? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I just hope that Dale, like, doesn't get what he wanted out of this whole situation, which is probably just stardom. Yeah, that's true. You know? But he will. I don't know. We never saw Jed on Paradise. 
That's true. I feel like they would have had him if he wanted it, though. I think he was, like, so done with being embarrassed by this franchise. Yeah. TBD. TBD. But um, keeping prayer, keeping Claire in my prayers. Yes. I'm, I'm, pray- I'm praying for Claire. Yes. Next story, we have some Bebe news. Gigi Hadid has revealed the name of yes. her and Zayn's four-month-old daughter. In a super low-key way, she changed her Instagram bio to Kai's mom. And I heard she was inspired by Instagrammer Claudia Ashray, who's had Theo's mom in her bio for years. And I think she was inspired by Olivia Ashray, whose bio, I believe, is Michaela's mom. Oh, is it? And the Pups With No Job, whose bio is Michaela's cousins. Oh, that's cute. Really cute. I mean, so obviously, I think this is such a cute bio. Such a beautiful name. Do you think Kai is short for anything? I don't know. Um, I have a theory on this. Would you like to hear it? Because sure. this is like such a low-key, subtle way for like such a major announcement. And I feel like Gigi, like when she announced her pregnancy and then her birth, like somewhere along the way, she just like forgot to announce a name. And then it's like now it's been four months. The baby's like basically going to college and she like forgot. So like she just like slid it in her bio and like hoped no one would notice. Maybe. Or I feel like this has been happening a lot too where it's like the name leaked. Someone's going to publish it. Um, So let's just do it ourselves. That's actually... I want to say a better theory. Yeah. Or maybe like in the beginning she wanted all this privacy and just didn't want people's input or opinions. And now that she's like onto next phase, she's like, okay, and I'll tell you what I did there. You know, I like yeah. that she's not making such a big deal about everything. And Me too. Also, I have so much respect for how much privacy she's seeking out. Me too. I feel like she's also just like living the life. I've been, I don't know why she's something with the algorithm. She, her stories are just like coming up in my feed way more now. Um, and, like, all she does is, like, chill on the farm and, like, eat ribs with Zane all day. Like, they're just living their best life. That's so beautiful. I don't know if they're still in Pennsylvania or if they're back in New York. Um, because, like, Zane's album came out. I'm sure he had, like, some work to do. But um, I'm just, like, Everything's happy Everything's virtual now. Yeah, I know. So they But they had this, like, bus. Oh. Like, a album. I don't know. Cool. Yeah. Okay, some more Bebe news. Stassi Schroeder shared the first photos of her newborn Bebe named Hartford Charlie Rose Clark. Charlie Rose. I wonder if they thought about that. They definitely did. And I think that they were like, we're okay with it. Okay. I mean, was Charlie Rose disgraced in the Me Too movement? I believe so. Hmm. That's tough. Yeah, but the name's not Charlie Rose. It's Hartford. Charlie Charlie Rose. Anyway, Stassi writes, Bo and I have spent the last couple of weeks enjoying every moment with our do- daughter. Oh, my God. I almost said it like daughter. Oh, my God. Daughter. My daughter's bat mitzvah <laughs> is this weekend. Can't wait for this, you to see her beautiful dress and her Megillah. Love you. Bye. Don't forget the cannolis. <laughs> you were saying. Every cuddle, every sound, every poop, all of it. It's her two-week birthday, and I feel like I'm finally ready to share my little girl. Meet Hartford Charlie Rose Clark, the best thing that's ever happened to me. My heart is so freaking full, I can't believe I get to keep her. I actually really love the name Stassi Clark. Yeah. It's like a, you know, it sounds like a really, like, famous detective, you know? Yeah. Did she change her name? Uh, On Instagram, Stassi Schroeder Clark. Oh, cute. And I think when you have a baby, like, you start to... Yeah, you start to incorporate your I, that's what married least, name. That's at least what I keep telling them. Yeah. <laughs> we can't know when we have kids. Um, totally. I think it's a beautiful name. I'm really happy for her. The pictures are so cute. The bebe is a sweetie. She's, um... I feel like she's going to become, like, a Rach Parcel, like, big mommy blogger. You think so? Yeah. Because I think... And I was talking about this on Heather McDonald's podcast when I went on. Like, she was asking, like, as a canceled person yourself, like, where do you see Stassi's business, like, going? And I think definitely Stassi's going to be offline in terms of, like, working for a little bit longer just because she's, like, now on maternity leave. But I I do think she's going to come back with some sort of podcast. And I do think it's going to be mommy-focused because, like, the entertainment, pop culture, like, fashion world that she was in, like, 
her name has kind of been smeared. Yeah, that's so interesting. I feel like I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if another network picks up the Vanderbump Girls for a TV show. Yeah. Oh, that would be shocking. I, it would be, but I think that I think. Well, Lala is still on. Yeah, and so is Sheena. So it would just be Brittany and. Stassi. No, but I think that Lala... I don't know if Vanderpump is ever coming back. I think that Andy Lala said would on go, Radio Andy that it is. Okay, I think that Lala would go with the Vanderbumps. I think Sheena is not... She wouldn't. And I think that... Um, the three of them is enough for a show. For sure. And then... Randall, Jax. Kristen and Katie would probably... Join. Uh, I don't know about Katie, but Kristen, yeah. Katie wouldn't because Tom Tom. Kristen, 100%. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's coming back, but I do think the ones that are still employed, like... They've been on the air for eight years. They're making somewhere between thirty and forty thousand dollars an episode. Yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like definitely a podcast, but I I, I, don't I know. think it'll be mommy focused is what I was gonna, is what I was saying. Like Rach Parcel vibes. Ugh, Rach Parcel. Ugh, I've been like stalking her so hard, like swiping up on all of her swipe ups, um, and I just love her so much. I love her so much. I'm watching Downton Abbey. And I've realized that she looks a lot like Mary Crawley. That doesn't mean anything to you. And no. I also realized that it's all about the Crawley family, the show. Claire and it, Crawley. And it's also all about the Parcel family. It is all about the Parcel family. The similarities between the Parcel family and Downton Abbey is just... Did you see them going tubing? Of course I did. Of course I did. <laughs> of course. Oh my God. Let's go tubing. I know. We actually probably could go tubing. Like upstate. Yeah. We should do we that. Should do that. Okay, let's plan a trip. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Oh my God, already? No. Is it the fifth and final story brought to you by my memoir? Yes. The one that's available at girlofnojob.com slash book? Yes. Oh, thank God. What are the odds? This is my book, you guys. It's a fucking masterpiece. It's 240 pages. If you buy the ebook or the hardcover book and the inside, there are a lot of photos of moments that I reference in the book and things you've never seen. Family photos, my dad, like just a bunch of good stuff. Um, so please just pre-order my book. Like I've been shelling it so hard and honestly... The pre-order numbers are very strong, and I cannot thank everyone enough for just getting their ebooks, getting their audiobooks, getting their hardcover books. It means so much to me. I cannot wait for everyone to read this. Thank you for putting up with me for the last few weeks. But in case you're still nervous, just I want you to know, like, you can do it. You can go to girlwithnojob.com slash book, and you can pre-order this book, and it will change your life. Yeah. Also, you know you. what's nice about a pre-order? Well, now we're getting so close, but usually you pre-order it, you forget about it, and then one day you just get a package. It's like when drunk you shops for sober you. It's a gift. And something shows up, and you're like, I didn't order anything. And you know when you suffer from amnesia like I do, every package is a surprise. <laughs> um, but seriously. Yeah. Also, I had a, an interesting idea that I would, was going to talk to you about offline, but since we're here, like everyone can, can hear, because we're doing the Redheads episode we're recording it the day that your book comes out. Mm -hmm. And that, that doesn't give people a lot of time to like read the book and ask questions. So I think if anybody has extra questions that they don't get in in time for the Redheads, we'll do like a bonus episode for Patreon with even more questions. That's a great idea. I think that would be really fun. Okay, fifth and final story. You actually sent this to me. Erica Jane reportedly moves into a $1.5 million home amid Tom Girardi divorce. You guys, this thing is getting so real. So crazy. There's they so, say he's very sick. Yeah, there, every day there's like a, a story about the divorce and the lawsuits and we don't go into all of it. And I, it feels like in the beginning you were like dis, disbelieving. Yeah, and but, it was like there's always saying stuff about them, but they, you know, remain strong. Yeah, no, but like they're filming now. She's moved out. She's like posting all of this stuff to her Instagram that's like Provocative. Shady. Yeah, like all these like new photos. They look like great photos for Raya, you know. Well, she also now is really going to need to be like a full-time housewife slash influencer yep. financially. So yep. she's got to get her content in check. Yeah, and it, and it already is in check. Yeah. But I'm sure it's like 
It's just different when you're choosing to do it. Of course. Erica Jane reportedly downsized her home amid an impending divorce and mounting financial troubles for the star. According to The Blast, the 49-year-old reality star moved out of her lavish home with ex-embattled attorney Tom Girardi and is living at a smaller residence in L.A. The 1920s Spanish-style home is a three-bedroom, two-bathroom property that is described as charming on its Realtor.com listing. Shady, page six. Shady. Shady. So the New York Post has the photos, and honestly, the house looks super cute, and I can, like, see it there being scenes filmed there, and... Yeah, I mean, it's... Not to sound so jaded, but a million dollar house in L.A. is literally like not that big. Mm -hmm. And compared to the houses. We've all watched Selling Sunset. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, and and you watch Selling Sunset and you're like, this is a four million dollar house. You could see your neighbor's penis. Like, it's all so tight. So like one million dollars does not get you a lot in L.A. Like at all. No. So, so, but the pictures of this house like do look really nice. I'm sure it's lovely. Maybe because it's three bedrooms it's small. Yeah, it's small. So it's just going to be like a huge um, disparity between the homes of the other women and now the home of Erica Jane. And I'm just like, I'm I'm just not ready to see like, you know, an Erica Jane down on, you know. Down on her luck. Down Jane. on her luck. I'm really not because she, I just, I love her life. I need, I need some billionaire financier who like just wants to support her lifestyle like that, that is just so backwards because she can take care of herself like she really can if anybody can it's her but I don't I just want her to like have the option to like work or stay in her chapel you know like yeah that's the life I want for her I understand but I I feel like reading this news now it's like oh Erica Jane's down on her luck but I feel like when she's on when we're when we watch it on Beverly Hills like it's not going to read that way at all like I think it's going to be very empowering for her I actually agree and I do think the journey of who will Erica Jane date next because none of the women in Beverly Hills are single I don't think it'll be very I I don't know actually is Kathy Hilton married yes she is um I think that it'll be very exciting to like Garcelle single oh Garcelle Sutton Sutton has has a boyfriend But Garcelle is single right now. Garcelle and Erica out on the town. Like, that's a storyline we need. Searching for rich men. Yes. That'll be good. Yeah. I just, I I just am not really interested in seeing, like, a sad Erica Jane. And I just hope that she doesn't give that to us. Yeah. I agree. And I don't think she's capable of it. So, I think that it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Um... That's our fifth and final. Oh, great. Oh, well, I don't have another ad, um, so just buy my book. And let's talk about Southern Charm. Let's talk about Southern Charm. The second half of the party, which was super messy, but the party looked so fun. Oh, like, my God. The party was starting to, like, really look unfun, honestly. Oh, well, then when it started to rain, No, yeah. but, like, it was just the longest day. Like, to go from, like, swimming and then you change for a dinner where it's, like, so awkward. And it was just looked all over the place. When Catherine arrived, the vibe definitely shifted to a negative place. It started, like, last episode, the party looked fun. This episode, and also we've been at that party now for two weeks yeah um it just was like reminding me of the scary island party they had it was also yeah that party was terrible it was also just like difficult to watch because I really couldn't take a side like I love Madison but she was being nuts against Danny and I literally just like my least favorite character on reality tv as of all time is Danny Baird but like Madison was wrong and then they were just like both being so insane and they I don't even I can't even follow the storyline anymore I didn't even know what they were fighting about and then that conversation with Catherine was so every conversation with Catherine was so frustrating because it's like you know what you're grown up like take some fucking accountability yes your friends should know that that's not who you are but you did something really bad so it made them question it 
put the questions to rest and start acting like an adult. Like she was being so childish and so frustrating. And honestly, like the Leva's right. Like the way everyone's coddling her, like she's a child. It's like so stupid. Like grow up. You made a mistake. Take accountability for it and stop being mad that everyone doesn't just automatically not believe what they're reading because you actually did that shit. So you made people question you and now take some fucking accountability. My God, it's so infuriating. Yeah. Sorry. No, I think that's where everybody was at. Like, and I've really tried to give her season. grace, like, because it was a weird season. Everyone was separated. Maybe she didn't have a chance to apologize or explain herself. But no, she had, like, multiple opportunities on this last night's episode, and she squandered every single one of them. Well, by the end, that's what I was going to say about the episode is 98% of it was, like, really frustrating, watching everyone, like, chase each other to have conversations, the conversations going sideways. What are we fighting about? Like, Madison, who I really love, was just all over the place. And, and by the way, at that party, she was off her rocker she, in every In regard. every sense. And I, and I want to talk about her in a little bit, but... 90% of the episode, extremely frustrating. I thought that the way that it ended and the conversation that Catherine wound up having with the girls ended on a, a pretty good note. I really loved what Leva said about their children. Like yes. how they can change the past and the future can be different mm -hmm. for their two kids. And like that I thought was a beautiful note to end on. Agreed. The episode did seem kind of choppy. Like it just ended in two seconds and then there was like a six months later thing. Oh, the six months later thing was really weird, especially considering I think it's clear that Catherine is not, not pregnant. pregnant. She actually at the reunion looked like she lost weight. Right. So yeah, I agree. Um, by the end though, I felt like the season the whole season was all over the place, but I felt like they, they pulled it out at the end. Yeah, it, it is silly, though, for, like, you know, a 30-year-old woman with two kids, like, who needed to be badgered into understanding, like, why sending a monkey emoji was bad. Like, I just, it was so frustrating, because, like, I don't know. But I, Leva had incredible patience with her. Yes. And then watching Leva on Watch What Happens Live last night, I feel like added so much context to a lot of what we've been saying about this season. Because Agreed. I think a lot of people have been feeling like, and it does seem like, you know, all Leva does is talk about Catherine, wants to have a conversation with Catherine. It's Catherine, Catherine, Catherine. And Leva said on Watch What Happens Live last night, like the Catherine story was in the news. It was top of mind for everyone in the cast. Like it was big news for them. And she just wanted Catherine to have this conversation sooner rather than later so that they could move on from it and move forward right and honestly I feel like whatever they did to Leva in the editing like they kind of did her dirty because I almost didn't even like recognize her personality on Watch Happens Live she was just so different than like the Leva we've gotten to know on the on the TV and I thought she was so like funny and cool and interesting and we didn't see any of that in the show but on Watch Happens Live I'm like who is this girl yeah no watching her on Watch What Happens Live last night and it makes me really excited for the reunion because, because her I, and Catherine are friends yeah it seems like they're good and I feel like on the reunion you know of course there's edit but who you are is more of who you through. are. So I'm actually really looking forward to the reunion. And like I said the other day, I think the worse a season is, the better the reunion is. Because when it's a great season, it's because we're getting questions answered. You know, fights are happening. Yeah. Uh, like closure. Mm -hmm. And there was none of that on OC this season or Southern Charm because of the way it was filmed. So right. I think that the reunion next week will be really good. I agree. Um, let's talk about Madison because she was just acting like an absolute lunatic, even though I love her. She's so wrong in the whole Austin thing. She's so just, wrong. When she was like, is he looking? Like, she was just being so Extra. lame. And honestly, kind of beta. Yeah. No, I I love her so much. Me too. And I just, and I, I'm... This is why I extra don't like the Madison and Austin relationship because it makes me dislike both of them and I actually like both of them. So for that reason, they need to stay away from each other because they're making the other one unlikable. But when she was just like 
being so extra at the party, like everything she was doing, going up to the treehouse. And it's funny because when you look at the conversation, like um, the girls were looking, being like, are the boys bullying her? And when they cut to the audio, it's like, no, she's bullying yeah. all three of them. No, she was being insane. Yeah, she was being insane. And then that insanity carried over to her conversation with Danny. And I realized afterwards, and I think because Annie mentioned it on Watch What Happens Live, I think that the two of them have a lot of leftover beef from last season. With the STD thing. Yes. I think so, So I think that it's like nothing could happen, yet the two of them just like are ready to go They've been waiting to like get back in the ring. Right. No, that's a really good point. Right. I also thought um, Shep was so cute on Watch Shepin's Live. I just feel like he's grown up, you know? Uh Uh-huh. I think that his relationship is so, so cute. And really this season, he's just like in this honeymoon phase of like, we just want to be together, the two of us. And get in the water. And he said, because we love swimming, but it's so they could take their mics off. Oh, interesting. Because that's like the only time you're allowed to take your mic off on a reality show. It's like if you go in the pool or in the ocean. No, I think that his girlfriend is such so well matched for him. Uh And I also think that like the way that being in a relationship helps him navigate these social situations, like makes him enjoy being in a relationship. Like he's really seeing, I feel like for so long he was like, what relationships are all responsibility, no perk. And he's seeing the perks. Yeah, that's a really good good point. Um, the reu- everyone looks amazing at the reunion. Catherine dyed her hair blonde. Everyone looks like they really showed up and showed out. So I'm excited for that. And it's um, it was a good season. It was not bad. Given the COVID stuff, like, it wasn't OC. And it wasn't, you know, Potomac. Like, it was somewhere in between. Yeah. And you're right. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, when was the last time Vanderpump Rules was on the air? Um... The beginning, beginning of, of quarantine. quarantine. And I don't think that they've started filming yet. No, they haven't. But it's also because restaurants aren't open. LA is like total. Oh, right. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, restaurants will open and they'll continue filming Vanderpump Rules again. But like the last season was so bad. Uh-huh. A lot of the mainstays are gone. I think that they have their work cut out for him then. Like at this point, all they really have is the title of the show. Right. Maybe they should just start over. Like maybe they really do. They take the show to Vegas and they do Vanderpump Garden. Mm-hmm. Something. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those were the TV shows that we watched last night. I didn't watch anything else except, oh, I did, I did watch my first episode of Jeopardy with Ken Jennings and it's good. Like he does the job totally fine, but he does lack this sort of, um, emotion, you know, like when someone got an answer wrong, like you could literally feel Alex Trebek, like wanting to cry for the person. He's like, no, it was Jackie Oshry, you know, whereas Ken Jennings does this weird thing where I couldn't get over it. He literally sings. He's like, no. Next one. He was just like lacking this sort of connection to the players. That's a good insight. But it wasn't bad by any means. And if you just watch it and you're not like a crazy Jeopardy fan, like he does the job very well. He doesn't stutter. He reads the teleprompter. He reads the prompts very well. He knows all the answers. He adds his weird little, it was actually the ancient Egyptians, you know? So he does good on the surface, but there's more to being a Jeopardy host than reading what's on the cards. Yep. I feel that. But again, this was his first week, and I only caught one episode. seems like the sort of thing that you can't fake or teach. Well, it does seem like the sort of thing you can't fake or teach, but that does develop over time. Being more comfortable. Like, imagine. Comfort, yes. And imagine, like, the shoes trying to 100%. fill. 100%. Like, I, I hear you. I'm... Um, so that's our show. Anything else you want to say before we wrap this mother up? No, just so excited to head into the weekend. I just want to thank the weekend for coming. You know, it's just so exciting. This is Thank you so much for being here. Like, we know how busy you are. Yeah, I just, it's so wonderful. So I'm really going to just soak it all in, soak up each other's awesomeness. That's what I was going to say. It's like, the weekend has never been, we've never had more weekend in front of us than than we we do do right right now. now. And I just, I want to encourage everyone who's listening, close your eyes, take a deep breath, 
remember this moment acknowledge this moment acknowledge the blessings you have in front of you not one but two days off two days of alarm free living and you know tomorrow it'll be great but you'll only have one day left so you'll never have more hope on the horizon than you do right now just relish it enjoy it breathe it in suck it up and soak up each other's awesomeness we will see you on monday thank you so much for listening to the morning toast the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every monday through friday on youtube so if you're watching us on youtube please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up we're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found so that's spotify itunes stitcher public radio i already cast box all the places wherever you listen to podcasts find us the morning toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful stunning and smart we are we hope you have an amazing weekend stay safe and we will see you on monday goodbye goodbye